This is Jessica. This is Kelly, the Chasing Brighter podcast. Hi, Jess. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Hey, um, today we're going to be talking about health journey. I think this is something that we both kind of kicked around as talking about with um with our Chasing Broader followers. And um, I know every person is individual, right? And every journey is unique. Um, So today we're going to share with everyone what we've done on our journey and what our experiences are. And we just want a reminder, as you're listening to our health journey, these are tools that we found useful for us and optimizing our own health This is in no way a how-to, but as we've always encouraged you to do is listen to your knowing, listen to your gut and do what you think is best for you. But these are some things that maybe you'd like to try and see if maybe they would work for you. What does health journey mean? You know, like what, how did you get started? What, what prompted it? Um, And what does it mean for you? So Jess, why don't you start with that on your side? Um, I think for me, as, as we've talked a lot, you and I are so curious. And so, I mean, I've been listening to podcasts and reading book about health for probably 20 years. Um, and I think it's only been more recently in the past five years where I've begun to, um, say, wait a minute, like, yeah, that works for that person, but this works for me. I've been able to get to a point where I can pick and choose. That's not for me. You know, but I would feel guilty if I would read a book and try to follow those things and it, and it wouldn't work for me. I would feel bad about myself, but now I'm at a place where it's like, oh, you know, I know that works for me and that doesn't work for me. And so I'm at a point where, um, I can just gather information and take what I need. And I think it really beca- became fine tuned for me after turning 40. And I also think, um, when I began working with a, a functional dietitian and I filled out like a 20 plus page, um, paper interview or whatever, realizing how crappy I did feel. Like I was just not realizing that I didn't feel that great. So that kind of begun the realization of, wow. Um, when I made some changes, how noticing how great I felt and I wanted to keep that, that momentum. And so for me, it's just about how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Um, I feel like it was kind of like coming out of the baby years of having kids where it was hard to kind of get ahead. And there's just so many things going on. Um, Once my youngest got a little older, I was always pretty active here and there. And I think that combined with, as I got older, I found it harder for me to do the things, to see the results doing the things I used to do. And what, probably prompted me the most was I was in a project in like 2017 that was really stressful and our entire team ate poorly a lot. And, um, I came out of that project and I had gained like, um, 10 to 15 pounds and I let myself do it. Cause I thought as soon as I'm done with this project, I'm just going to get healthy. I'm going to like work out every day. I'm going to have a lot of downtime. It's going to be great. And I did that consistently for like five months and I didn't see any results. And then I started trying to figure out what was going on. And then I think it really just snowballed so much into just this broader health journey for myself. Um, Because I think 
there's two things for me that I want to take away from this conversation. One is it's figuring out what works and doesn't work with work for you at a given time, right? Like you're really into Pilates right now. I'm not, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to evolve to sort of want to try some things that I haven't tried, just not interested in those things today. So, um, I think that's a big piece. Um, and the other part is that just what is known is ever changing, right? Um, along the way, as you kind of equipped yourself with things. So um, this is about you just kind of picking up tools that work for you. And we definitely want to learn from others along the way, because you can't know everything. And unfortunately, there's no silver bullet. Yeah. And I think too, I think a lot of us women um, equate health and weight. And I think that it's really important to separate those, right? Like that's what got you motivated. So you were living a healthy lifestyle, but not feeling healthy because the weight wasn't going down, you know, but I think I love arming myself with information. I know we'll get into that, but it's like you, you may not be right. The weight you were before kids, right. You may not look Absolutely. the way you did, sure. but you, you are pro probably healthier now than when you were in your twenties. I definitely am easier on my body. Yeah. I mean, I think I don't, when there's a time when you're saying, right, you're not really paying attention and you're just like eating and maybe and exercising or whatever, but it's like, now you're focused. If that makes sense, like you're focused on your sleep and your water intake and taking your supplements and, and it's more of a priority. So you're, you're easier on yourself, but then also making health more of a priority and a focus, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's get and into so it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, just to summarize, we're going to be talking about what, what we just breaking it down into three strategies. Um, the first strategy is, you know, talking to experts. The second strategy is getting, get moving. And the third one is self-education. So, so Kelly, tell me about your journey with, um, what you would say would be working with experts. So, the first, somewhere around this time, um, a lot of things happened um, when I started to really get focused, but I think there are two, two big things and one little but essential thing. First one is um, I met with a nutritionist and I started working with her. It was just a period of time. It was um, a couple months where I met with a nutritionist regularly. We did, I did some different um you know, 30 day cleanses, um, learned different nutritious, um, strategies, um, philosophies from her. She was a diet, a registered dietitian. So, you know, working with somebody who's a registered dietitian who fully understands nutritious, I'm sorry, nutrition and, um, thinking about, you know, somebody who understands how to live a healthy lifestyle versus, you know, some folks out there who, you know, want, I think people want to be careful about working with people who just want to, you know, sell, sell supplements and things like that. Um, because that's not necessarily the easy hack. And I'll go into that. I'll clarify that a little bit more, but somebody who really supports, you know, eating real food and eating a healthy lifestyle and supporting a healthy lifestyle. The second one is I worked with a functional doctor. Um, so a functional nutritionist, we're going to talk about our functional doctor is, um, somebody who, um, focus is really on the whole, whole self. And, um, you know, we had our cousin Sophia who talked a lot about this and we will continue to, because we 
do believe in it and really focus on optimizing a health health. So an example is I still see my regular, um, internal doctor internist, um, who, you know, do, does my blood workup, does all the things, tell me, tells me everything is fine. Everything's working great. I'll take the same blood tests, blood results, or additional blood work with my functional doctor and he dials it in. So from a standard medical practice, there's like a a range that they want people to be in. And as long as you're in that range, you're good to go. From a functional perspective, they dial that in a little bit deeper. So yeah, you don't have, you know, diabetes or you're not on your way, but you're actually not in a good spot. You really need to be toward one side of the, you know, one side of the scale versus the other or whatever those numbers are. And so working with a functional doctor helped me do that. And working with him also subscribed some additional dietary supplements I take to help optimize those numbers. Um, and so uh, that all helped, really has helped me along the way. None of these things helped me, you know, achieve less necessarily like lose weight right away or anything else. But a lot of it helped me get there along the way. And all these things are these little pieces of the puzzle that help me to make sure that I am, you know, living my best physical or medical biological life. How about you, Jess? Yeah. Um, I think, um, I have had so many negative experiences trying to find a trusted medical provider. Um, I ended up uh, going to a functional dietitian and it was around the same time you saw a functional physician. And I did, um, uh, a lot of like el- elimination diets and going on supplements and looking at what was a way to, to feel my best. And that's when I found out I do have some food sensitivities. I know you found out you had some food sensitivities as well and allergies. Yeah. I took um, the easy way out where I did the Cyrex, um, food sensitivity testing. Yeah. Um, it's, there's two different, you know, strategies on that. I agree. And sometimes though, to your point, like even that didn't say I was sensitive to certain things, but those tests didn't say I was, but I know my body. It's part of like, you learn your body a little bit more too, right? You learn about your body. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so I had, so, so then I went on some supplements and just an example, like, I think it was recommended probably at some point, 14 supplements, but I take 11 if that makes sense. So I've chosen those don't work for me. Those do work for me. Um, so I do take, um, a lot of supplements after that. Um, and then after understanding my body and knowing what I needed, I was able to go, I go to a nurse practitioner and she's actually board certified, um, in psychiatric mental health and also a board certified, um, med nurse midwife. So I feel like she knows everything about your body. Right. So I found her and just like you talked about with functional medicine, I was able to get a lot of blood work and to, um, see, see where my blood work was with her. Um, and I would say just, I want to talk about as well. So finding your trusted person, which for me, I've been in Las Vegas for 13 years. It probably took me 12 years to find, um, a provider that I trusted and, and felt good with. And then also just preventative care. You know, I know we've talked about this, but like for women getting, getting your pap smear, getting your annual pelvic exam, um, getting annual mammograms after 40 and also colonoscopy, you know, the new standard of care for colonoscopy is 45. Um, and that is a way to engage in preventative care and ensuring that your physical body is healthy. 
Absolutely. I have mine next week. Finally. I know. I'm wait. And I, yes. And I was just talking to my girlfriends yesterday about it. And I think people still think you need to get a colonoscopy at 50 and our family of a family history of finding polyps and basically polyps in your colon turn into colon cancer after about five years. And so it's, it's really critical that you're um, asking around and, and arming yourself with information. Um, so you're able to engage in those things that are, are diseases that are absolutely preventable. Um, and then, you know, we've talked about physical movement and getting moving. Um, I, and Kelly, you engage in experts there, right? Are you working with the trainer right now? Yeah, I am. Um, I've, I bop around a little bit on training, but I have a excellent situation now because it does get expensive working with a trainer, um, but I'm doing group training. So I ended up working with a trainer um, and she ended up bringing in additional people because she has a limited schedule. And then it ended up being group sessions, which end up cutting the cost anyway, which is awesome. Um, I've worked with trainers off and on too. Um, the other thing to think about with a trainer is think about your fitness goals, think about what you are looking for and look to be matched with a person who you feel meets that and who understands. I think especially being a woman over 40, finding somebody who knows how to train for that is really helpful. And the other thing I do to get moving is sports, um, lower impact sports like golf and tennis, um, which are other activities that I find enjoying that get me moving. How about you, Jess? So for me, for physical activity, I go to Pilates. I joined a Pilates studio in the spring of 2021. I go to Pilates Plus in Las Vegas. And um, I go to reformer classes. I'll do some mat classes and some yoga. And when I was working with my dietitian and talking with my doctor, for a person like me, really intense physical exercise causes a lot of inflammation. It is not beneficial for me. I know we've talked before, like on our body compassion episode, Kelly, that we consider ourselves athletes. And we used to think that like, for me, working out means that you're like doing really high impact, really intense exercise, retention, sweat. But that wasn't working for me now that I'm a business owner and working mom, I already have a lot of stress. And so that was just adding stress and inflammation. So for me, a mind body experience um, is what I do. So I try to go to Pilates, like when things are great schedule wise, three days a week, I definitely always go two days a week and incorporating um, walking, biking, hiking. I try to get the zone minutes. I wear a, a smartwatch. So I try to get zone minutes where your heart rate is, is up um, 150 minutes a week, which is recommended by the American Heart Association. So those are my like small physical goals of getting those, either getting 10,000 steps or mm -hmm. getting, you know, 20, I think it's like 22, 25 zone minutes a day, um, which, you know, a person can get, I can get going up down the stairs holding clothes, you know, but just kind of physically moving and having those goals. Yeah. And um I think my comment is going to lead into the third bucket, which is self-education. One of the things that I have heard and granted sometimes on the internet, if you want to know something, you you find the answer you want on the internet um, was about zone two training and um, about the fact that lower impact training for longer periods of time is actually more beneficial for you. And I think as we get older, especially because we're already dealing with stress in our lives, um, 
figuring out ways to um, get active and moving, but at, without adding additional stress, because it does trigger a stress response to your point on that stuff. Um, so for self-education, we kind of looked at two buckets. One is reading and the other is listening. And so Jess, from a reading perspective, what are some books that kind of stand out to you? I know we're always reading and there's always information coming out, um, but what are some books that stand out to you that you found beneficial um, recently or even on your journey so far? So, and I just want to say for any of you, Pete, for any of you out there who are like me, I can be easily overwhelmed. I am easily influenced. So like if I listen to a podcast and they're like, oh, um, you should drink a glass of red wine every, every day. That is, um, you drink, you do that. And then, then the next podcast is like, don't ever drink again. And then the next podcast is do intense exercise. Next one is low impact, you know? So then I get like overwhelmed. So, and I, I I've read so many books, but I think, um, I'm at a point where I'm kind of slowing down from that, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. And so like you were saying the top two books that I think are really important for someone like me who can get easily um, overwhelmed and take so many of these recommendations, literally. Um, I loved the book, The Complete Guide to Fasting. Um, I, I understand now the incredible health benefits of fasting and have been fasting for, for about four years now. So I just loved understanding the medical reasons why fasting is helpful. And that was really fascinating. And I, I loved it. And I, you know, it wasn't like you need to do this and you need to do that kind of book. Um, it was just kind of like, these are all of the benefits and these are different ways you can do it, but you do it your way kind of book. And then also, um, body kindness, which I know we talked about in our body compassion, um, book, but I love body kindness because it's just about like what you and I are talking about, you know, where it's just like, what are ways that you can be healthy and fit in a way that's loving um, and nurturing to your body? How about you, Cal? The three books that stand out for me are The Longevity Solution, which is by um, Dr. Jason Fung, who is a big intermittent fasting person, and Dr. James Denick. Galantonio, um, who is super interesting and has a lot of other books out. And the longevity solution was essentially how to live long and what things to think about, um, which is really cool. I think the books that stand out to me are ones that have enough meat um, that are informative, but not overwhelming. Because there's definitely other books that I have picked up and read over the years that I'm like, oh my God, am I ever even going to get through this book? Because it you know, referencing medical and, studies and clinical yeah. trials and, and stuff. And did you say grain brain or no? Yeah. So grain brain. So the three that I, that are my faves are grain brain, which is a long one, very informative, completely changed the way I think about, um, it's really about for, I mean, the one thing is really about why you shouldn't eat grain, but it doesn't really go into that great of detail, but that book, Dr. Um, Perlmutter who wrote it, um, that book is, is, was transformative for me and also changed a lot of the dietary supplements I take as a result. And then I got, when I got connected with the functional doctor I had just read that one. And I met with my functional doctor and he was like, you're taking all the right supplements. You know, he had read the same book. Um, and he had a lot of medical knowledge on why 
why it made sense. So that was kind of cool. And then my final book, which is one of my all-time faves, is um, super approachable, is How to Be Well by Dr. Frank Lipman. And Dr. Lipman is, again, these are folks who really get into the functional um, medicine uh, field, um, but are MDs and really try to think about treating the whole person. And this book really is awesome because it just goes through six main topics of how to how to live your best life. Um, and it's one of those, it's almost a good coffee table book um, just because it goes through a, a lot of information. Yeah, there's beautiful charts inside. Um, and I have lots of dog ears in here too because um, it's it's always, there's so much information. And you know, as we all know, when you read this stuff, it's like hard to retain everything. Um, but I really loved this one. And I felt like in a lot of ways, it summed up a lot of the information when I was kind of looking to um, kind of make some big changes in my life. And I thought Green Brain, I don't remember if I read that or had the Audible, but I thought it was a good audiobook. And then Dr. Jason Fung, he also wrote The Complete Guide to Fasting with Jimmy Moore. But I know that that is, is similar. And, and that was a great audio book as well, too. I think we both read and listen. And so I always, I think when we recommend just for everybody to know, um, all the, all, all audio and paper books, you know, we, we take them in, you know, yeah. all, all different ways. And the cool part about a lot of the audio versions of those books is they're typically read by, they can be read by the author, which is awesome. Cause then you get to hear the actual person who wrote it, reading it, um, versus, you know, fictional books or something like that, which is usually somebody else. Um, Grain Brain, I did do the audio on, and it was not narrated by Dr. Per Perlmutter, but um, Dr. Perlmutter and that book, and he's read a couple, he's written a couple others. I feel like people, doctors write one book, or these medical health people write one book, and it becomes this like foundational Bible, and then they have all these other spinoff books. And sometimes the spinoff books are better because they like repurpose the information or make it a little bit more digestible, approachable with people. Whereas other times, if you read the Bible book, the original book, you don't need to read the rest of the book. So, um, but Dr. Perlmutter is somebody who I think is, he's a neurologist that's also into functional medicine. And he's also one of the podcasts I listen to. So he has a podcast um, that is, is pretty cool because it interviews other experts in the field of health um, and healthy lifestyles. And it's called the empowering neurologist. Um, and that, that podcast is cool. Cause it's like 15, 20 minutes. It's an interview with another author and they talk a lot about, you know, the latest medical findings or the latest book somebody had written. And, um, it, it helps set you down this path of learning more. That's how I found out about the longevity solution book. Um, after listening to, um, that author on there. So that's a huge one that I love on podcasts. Um, for women, I really love JJ Virgin. If you haven't heard her podcasts, it's like to me, the Oprah Winfrey of, um, podcasts. It's pretty cool. Um, she has a ton of expertise and she is a woman in her now fifties. So she understands women's health and goes and spends a lot of time on that. And then the third and final podcast that I listen to, which is super duper nerdy is the drive by Dr. Pita Atiyah. And Sophia got us onto that one. The, the Holy grail of podcasts with that is when he did his podcast with 
Matthew Walker on why we sleep. Such a good podcast. Um, yeah, Dr. Matthew Walker wrote the book Why We Sleep, and he's the the medical director of the Berkeley Sleep Center. And that three part series, it's um, like six hours or something long. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it was awesome. And so I listened to him a lot, but he like really nerds out on stuff um, and gets into very technical details. And sometimes it's hard to follow, but there are a tremendous amount of nuggets in his podcast. In fact, one of them went into great detail about zone two training. Um, anybody who tracks their zones when they work out, if you've done orange theory or anything else, the working, the working, um, theory that they proved is that if you exclusively do zone two training and then occasionally do like interval training, a lot of people have found that they actually improve their endurance and strength just by, you know, not constantly stressing their body, but just doing it once in a while, which I thought was pretty cool. How about you, Jess? Um, I, so I've, again, I was saturated with so much health information that I don't listen to many, um, health podcasts anymore because I think I've hit my stride and that's I know a good point for me. Yeah. I don't and, listen to these nearly yeah, as often as I did but before. I, cause Dr. So the drive with Dr. Peter, Atiyah, I prefer to watch, to watch Dr. Peter Atia on Instagram. <laughs> Um, to follow his little, I can take about 30 seconds of it, but it was really overwhelming with the information. And again, I'm, I'm easily guilted, I guess, and feel bad about myself. So, um, but what, what were great on my journey to where I am is the podcast half size me with Heather Robertson. You know, she lost like 170 pounds and has maintained it for a very long time. And so she talks so much about, maintainable and sustainable, like what's maintainable and sustainable for you. And it's like, let's not do all these crazy things to get to the certain weight, but like looking at your lifestyle and just, um, making small changes over a long period of time, instead of these, you know, really, um, really pushing against the diet industry. That's kind of of what is what she's about. And I always love her and her guests have, that's where I heard about Rebecca Scritchfield, who, and that's the other podcast is the body kindness podcast, because she has such great guests on her show. Um, and, and so listening to, um, the body, the body kindness, um, podcast. So those were kind of my two recommendations. That's awesome. There's so much out there. Right. And, um, I think also people you get for me, I get particularly interested in one topic and you can just really just dive in so deep very quickly. And then you get, then I get enough information and I move on to something else. So I definitely find you kind of bop and boop around. The other part too is, you know, I don't know what you think, Jess, but at this point in time, a lot of people have been podcasting for like years, if not like nearly a decade. Right. And so it's like, is it even worth starting from the beginning or do you just kind of cherry pick topics, which I find myself doing more and more too, um, yeah. on whatever it is that I want to do, say it's intermittent fasting with Jason Funk, then I'll just like, you know, in the podcast search, just search for him. And then everything pops up that people have interviewed him. And then you just kind of pick a few of those, um, or even like, you know, women over 40 health or zone two training. Like I've just, you know, it's like, you can just kind of pick some topics to, to get enough of what you want and then move on. Yeah. And I think, um, when you talked about the, the sleep podcast, I just want to like 
that three-part series on the drive was so life-changing for me. And so I would just say on my health journey, something that is incredibly important is that I get a minimum of seven hours of sleep every night. And that has been life-changing for, for my overall health. That's really great. And that podcast we will put on our, the link to those episodes. Yeah, we, will we have put... a blog post out this week that will, that will give you all this information as well and all of our recommendations. Yeah, no, I become very selfish with sleep and also for my children as a result of that podcast too, just making sure that they are getting the rest that they need, even when they're waking up early these days, once in a while, um, I'm trying to teach them to get more sleep because it is hugely important. Yeah, especially for their growing bodies, you know, mm -hmm. but I think just to summarize what we've talked about today, number one, you know, just really um, reminding everybody that this is just what works for us, you know, right now. So, so take what, yeah, take what yeah. sounds good right now, you know, and um, just kind of looking at again, you know, finding someone, a, a trusted health source for yourself, um, look at how you can get yourself physically moving. And finally, um, looking at how you can gather that information on your own. Yes. And good luck. And, you know, I think for us, we'll probably continue to do a similar episode, you know, every so often, just whatever new information we're learning or what we're hearing from our subscribers as well. Absolutely. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to follow us on ChasingBrighter.com or on YouTube at ChasingBrighter or on Instagram at ChasingBrighter.